Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Tuesday, March the 7th, 2023. It is currently 3.35 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Well, is this a case of cancel culture or is this a case of Christian discernment? I I do find it interesting in the world, if they get upset about something and they try to silence it, get it deleted, get it removed, Christians will scream, that's cancel culture, that's cancel culture. But when Christians get upset and we rise up and we're like, we want that get to silence it, we want that to be removed, we want that, you know, banished, we want that banned, we as Christians will almost refer to it as, no, that's discernment, that's godliness. So when people are against what we want or what we like, if they want to silence us or ban something of us, that's cancel culture. But if we want to silence or ban them, that's Christian discernment. I think it's kind of weird how Christianity works that way, but I've made the joke for a very long time that I think Christianity created cancel culture. I think Christianity has been running around silencing people, condemning, banning, calling for for removal, calling for for boycotts and everything else. I think Christianity has been doing that for a very, very, very long time. Now, I'm not saying every Christian or every church, but I've seen this play out way too many times. So when is it cancel culture and when is it Christian discernment? When is it, when is it someone doing the right thing? And what is the right thing to do? Well, I kind of raised some of those questions because recently— The Gospel Coalition has found themselves in the middle of a little bit of controversy, in the middle of a storm, and some people were extremely upset and people wanted an article removed. They wanted an an apology. They wanted a retraction. They wanted something to be done, and it looks like the Gospel Coalition has stepped back and said, okay, that's it. We're removing everything. The person who wrote the article has resigned. It's turned into a a pretty big controversy. Maybe not the biggest controversy in the world. And I know how the you know the news cycle works in 2023. This will be forgotten in you know less than 24 hours. It may already be forgotten. Everybody may have already moved on. But I wanted to at least give you an update because we talked about it. All right, on March the third, if I can go back and look at the date, I believe it was March the third. Give me one second here. I'm opening up different apps so I have all the information. I believe it was on March the 3rd. I, March the 3rd, I published an episode of the Theology Central podcast entitled Sex Points to Jesus. Sex Points to Jesus. That was on March the 3rd, 2023, right? So I published that. Now, what I was referring to was an article that was written at the Gospel Coalition, and that article, I believe, was published on Wednesday, March the 1st. I believe it was Wednesday, March the 1st, and the name of the article was Sex Won't Save You, but it points to the one who will. Sex Won't Save You, but it points to the one who will. That was published at the Gospel Coalition, and I believe it was published on Wednesday, March the 1st. Now, when I originally saw the article, I was like, oh, you know, 
I, I kind of shrugged my shoulders. I didn't give it much thought, but I should have realized first it has sex in the title. So you knew there was going to be controversial. It was going to be controversy because sex is always controversial within the world of Christianity. It doesn't matter how you talk about it. Someone's going to get upset. Someone's going to get offended. Someone's going to get mad. It's just Christians get mad. Everyone gets mad. So I should have realized, uh-oh. I better I better turn on the microphone and go live and talk about this right now before the contro- controversy begins. But I kind of shrugged my shoulders and was like, okay, and moved on. Maybe I should have given it more thought. Maybe I should have focused more on it, but I didn't really I didn't really think about all of its implications at the time, probably because I was looking at, you know, 50 other articles at the time. But I, I for some weird reason, I just moved on. And then it seems that within 24 hours, boom, the controversy blew up. And then I started getting emails and I started seeing news article after news article, news article going, can you believe what this article says? This is horrible. And then there were all these reactions. So finally, on on March the 3rd, I turned on the microphone, talked about it, and the reactions were strong. 90% of people was that the article was horrible. It went way too far that this is horrific. Can you imagine what this would say to a woman who's been sexually abused? That people were very upset. I had one that thought it was no big deal and thought it was perfectly okay. Some argued about, well, then how should we really handle Ephesians chapter five? And there was this back and forth, but the, the, the controversy continued to grow and more and more podcasters started talking about it. And then finally, the gospel coalition has made a decision and well, the people who didn't like the article, the people who are upset, they, I'm not saying this is exactly what they wanted, but many of them got what they wanted. The article's gone. Everything is gone. The person who wrote the article is resigned. It's like it had a major ripple effect. And I don't know if I, as much as when I started talking about the article, as much as I disagreed with certain things in the article and questioned maybe how they were handling the text. I just don't, I, I, I never would have wanted it to end this way with just like, basically, if you go to the Gospel Coalition's website right now, you wouldn't even know there was ever a controversy. It's just gone. It's just a foom, gone, just gone. Everything's just gone. And instead of it just being gone, I think what should have been done is one, they should, they have a podcast. They should have brought the author of the article onto the podcast and bring some people who were critical with it to ask them some questions and then hash out the differences and then have people write different articles expressing different viewpoints and just leave all and create an entire section on the website that here's all the controversy. That to me would have been much more edifying and much more beneficial, but it's just all gone. And that's what cancel culture does. Cancel culture just wants everything deleted and everything gone. But what benefit comes from that? What benefit comes from that? I think sometimes the greatest benefit is because of imperfection and failures and mistakes where we hash out those struggles and failures and we work together to make something better, but it's just gone. And so, and again, Christians love to just have things banned and removed. So I, I, I'm not a fan of the way this all went down, but I'm going to try to explain it and give you the update and then you can draw your own conclusions. But here was so... Wednesday, March the 1st was the original article. And again, the name of that article was Sex Won't Save You, but it points to the one who will. And it was written by Josh Butler. That was the original article. Then, so on March the 3rd, I did an episode about it. 
And then on March the 4th, Saturday, March the 4th, an article was posted at the Christian Post, which gave this update. So March the 1st was the original article. March the 3rd, I did a report on the original article. On March the 4th, the Christian Post posted an article, The Gospel Coalition Takes Down Sex Won't Save You Article. Rick Warren Calls for Apology. The, uh, the Gospel Coalition editor's note says adapted book excerpt lacked sufficient context. So they remo- so here's what they did. They removed the original article, but that article came from a book. And they so what they did is they made free the first chapter of the book so p- everyone could have fuller context. Right. So you think that would be OK. So they're going to they remove the article, but they want everyone to have fuller context. Now I think they should have left the original article gave the fuller context, and then let people decide. But no, no, no. They got rid of the the article, put the book. Now they've gotten rid of the article and the book, and the person has stepped down. So it's just, I I just don't know if this was the way to go. But here's what they they wrote on March the 4th. The, The Gospel Coalition, the Gospel Coalition faced calls for an apology Friday over a now deleted post on its website, which the author discusses salvation and the church and the context of sexual intercourse that some critics says approaches erotic literature. Authored by Arizona pastor Josh Butler, the article published on Wednesday, originally titled Sex Won't Save You, but it points to the one who will, is an excerpt from Butler's book, Beautiful Union, released last month. Now, typically what I think is going to happen is because now there's been all of this controversy, everyone's going to flock and go buy the book. <laughs> right. So so in a roundabout way, even if this person has to step down, resigned, and his article was deleted, he's probably going to sell a bazillion copies of the book. Okay, probably not a bazillion. That's a little bit of hyperbole. But it's probably just going to drive everyone to the book. So I don't know. I am going to be very curious to see if Butler addresses this controversy in a sermon. And if, it do, if he does, we will review it. But Okay, that's what, hang on, let me, all right, here we go. The The website decided to refresh on me when I didn't want it to refresh. All right, so I'm going to close this. The Christian Post and all of their little videos that pop up drive me crazy. All right, so, so the original article entitled Sex Won't Save You, but it points to the one who will, was uh, written by Pastor Josh Butler, and it's an excerpt from his book, Beautiful Union, released last month. In the excerpt, Butler, who pastors Redemption Church, starts out by confessing that he used to look to sex for salvation, but realizing that idolizing sex results in slavery. As he recounts a series of failed romantic adventures, Butler then quotes Taylor Swift and asserts that sex is an icon of Christ and the church. He then delves into the Apostle Paul's famous marriage analogy in Ephesians chapter 5 where Paul writes, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. Now, the question is, and I, and I put forth this question in my original broadcast, how far do you take that analogy? Men and women, they, they leave mother and father, and they become one flesh. And this points to Christ and the church. Okay, well, how far do we take this analogy? Do we take this analogy all the way to the honeymoon suite? 
Do we take this analogy all the way to the sexual act? Do we take this all the way to the sexual act and the satisfaction that can occur within the sexual act? How far do we take this analogy? Now, some people who emailed me was like, well, you can take the analogy that far. That's perfectly okay. Others were like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is, this goes way too far. This is going way too far. So we, we can have a lot of discussions here. According to Butler, uh, now the context here is marriage. Leave and cleave is marriage language, and the surrounding verses are all about husbands and wives, not hookup culture. Yet that second part about the two becoming one flesh is consummation language. That refers to the union of a husband and wife. Paul says both are about Christ and the church. This should be shocking. It's not only that giving of our vows at the altar, but what happens in the honeymoon suite afterwards that speaks to the life you were made for with God. Now, so this is basically like, hey, hey, the sex act is super, super important because what you're doing in sex in marriage is you're, you're pointing to Christ and the church. You're living out this great spiritual illustration. So... Now, if you're one who has been sexually abused or taken advantage, this could be kind of somewhat traumatic. You're like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, 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 want, I want to think of Christ not, I don't want to relate my sex life to Christ because sex was corrupted and abused and I was hurt. But so do, do we have to draw this illustration to that level? Or is it like, how do we, how do we approach this? It raises some serious questions. He goes on to say, or the article goes on to say, in what he termed a gospel bombshell, Butler then states sex is an icon of salvation and uses the sexual act to describe our relationship to Christ. Generosity and hospitality are both embodied in the sexual act. Think about it. Generosity involves giving extravagant to someone. You give the best you've got to give, lavishing pouring out your time, energy, or money. At a deeper level, generosity is just not, just get, okay, let me read if I can read this correctly. At a deeper level, generosity is giving not just your resources, but your very self. And what deeper form of self-giving than there, than there is other than the sexual union, where the husband, now this is Butler's words, and I'm just going to quote them, pours out his very essence not only upon, but within his wife. Hospitality, on the other hand, involves receiving the life of the other. It's at this point in the essay, Butler uses sexually success, suggestive language to describe how he views hospitality. You prepare a space for the guest to enter your home, welcoming him warmly into your circle of intimacy to share your dwelling place with you. Here again, what deeper form of hospitality is there than the sexual union where the wife welcomes her husband into the sanctuary of her very self, giving and receiving or at the heart of sex? Now, neither Butler nor the Gospel Coalition returned a request Friday for comment from the Christian Post. A spokesman for Redemption Church uh, said that Butler was out of town and would respond when he returns. Now, the article is no longer on the Gospel Coalition website, but the link is still active with a new headline that reads, Beautiful Union Book 
And this brief statement, we recognize that the adapted excerpt from Josh Butler's forthcoming book lacks sufficient context uh, to help uh, to help in this or to be helpful in this format. The statement also included a link to preview a sample of the book. All right, now, so I think they thought it was going to be over, but it wasn't over, okay? Because then everyone on social media jumped all over it and everyone had some serious, serious words to say. I won't go through all the social media responses, but let's just say there was a lot. People were upset. People were bothered. People thought that this was egregious, blasphemous, that this this turned the whole thing into just some form of sexual eroticism and that it was not acceptable and that it was just uncalled for. So the, the, so that gets us to Saturday, March the 4th and the controversy was building. All right. And I'm sorry, I read through some of that really, really quick, but I I've already repeated all, I've already stated all of this in my previous episode. I'm just trying to get everyone caught up. All right. So that gets us to March the 4th. Well, then on March the 6th, yesterday, 2023, we received this update. The Gospel Coalition announces Josh, Josh Butler's resignation as Keller Center Fellow and issues an apology for a book about God's vision for sex. All right, so the article's been removed. Now the book has been removed. Now the person has been removed. Everything has been removed. And a lot of people will be like, we did it. But I, what did you do? I, 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 to me, I don't know. I, I, I would rather hear Josh Butler explain what he was trying to get across. What was he trying to accomplish? And I would want him to hear from people maybe who've been sexually abused going, hey, you don't understand how this came across to me. You're basically telling me that, hey, Sex is supposed to be this wonderful, beautiful, transcendent thing that points to this union between Christ and the church. But because of what happened to me, it's just a physical act that sometimes I struggle with. Like, like you, you're, you're trying to, you're almost making me feel guilty because I don't feel the way that I'm supposed to feel because it's supposed to picture this. And that would be something he would have to address. This is what this article says. Updated. March the 6th, 2023, the Gospel Coalition has pulled the introduction and first chapter of Beautiful Union by Josh Butler from its website and issued an apology for promoting Butler's book. The Gospel Coalition has also announced that Butler has resigned as a fellow at the Kello Center for Cultural Apologetics and will no longer lead an online uh, discussion with the center and will no longer speak at TGC 23. So, I mean, he's been removed from everything. His book, his article, he, his position at the Keller Center for Cultural Apologetics. He's no longer going to speak at TGC 23, and he's no longer going to lead an online uh, discussion with the center. I mean, basically, he's just gone. They just basically deleted him from everything. They just said, control, alt, delete, and he is gone. And I just don't know what we accomplished by doing this. Look, I, I'm not necessarily a fan of the article. And I definitely think it raises serious hermeneutical questions. And how far do we take an analogy? And how far do we push it? And I think it does raise questions about how other people may view sexuality and how now you mix these two together. It may make them feel dirty. It may make them feel guilty. I think that they're serious questions. But they just deleted everything. 
Yes, he is a pastor too. Someone asked, he's a pastor too at, at a church in uh, Arizona, right? Now, let's now go continue to read some of the article here. An excerpt from Josh Butler's book published on, as an article on the uh, Gospel Coalition website on March the 1st, all right, so we've already identified that, drew widespread criticism online due to Butler's use of sexual metaphors for believers' relationship with God. The Gospel Coalition initially responded to the pushback by publishing the book's introduction and its first chapter in order to provide sufficient context. So at first, they kind of stood by him. They're like, okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, everyone, just go look at the first chapter of the book and it will all make sense. So they kind of stood by him. But then on March the 4th, the Gospel Coalition pulled the introduction and chapter and posted the following apology. Here was the apology. Thank you for your feedback on the Keller Center's book excerpt from Joshua Butler posted on March the 1st. And thank you for your patience while we took the time to listen to our critics and the serious objections from concerned fellows, as well as discuss this matter with our board of directors and care for our friend, Josh. Earlier this week, we accepted Josh's resignation at the Keller Center uh, as a Keller Center fellow. He will no longer lead an online cohort with a center nor speak at TGC 23. While he will no longer participate in these events, Josh remains a beloved brother and friend whom we respect and care deeply about. I mean, hey, we care about him and he's a friend, but we decided his book is trash and his article is trash, even though we originally agreed to publish it, even though we originally stood by it, even though we originally, even after the criticism said, it's just a lack of context. But now we've decided, yeah, he's got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. I don't know. It seems, all right, but here we go. I'll continue reading. To our fellows and our readers, please forgive us. The Keller Center for Cultural Apologetics is a new effort by, by TGC, and we are still learning how to work with our directors and our fellows to produce content that will serve our readers in a way that is trusted and wise. To ensure greater accountability with our fellows, we will develop better review systems for our work together. We will also review our publication process more broadly at TGC and develop plans to ensure greater accountability to you, our readers. Again, thank you for your patience with us at TGC. We want to provide a venue for healthy dialogue and robust debate on important matters that affect us all. We want to model grace-filled conversations, and we want to learn from one another. In this case, we failed you and hurt many friends. Thank you in advance for your continued prayers. But see, to me, that sounds like such garbage. If you want to provide a venue for healthy dialogue and robust debate, well, then why get rid of the article? Leave the article... They have a podcast, bring on Butler and say, hey, here are three people who have given us the strongest criticism. If those people don't want to come on, you take their criticism and go, here's their criticism. Here are their questions. How do you respond, Butler? What's your thinking? You could bring in, you could do an, uh, you could do a podcast with someone who teaches hermeneutics at, at a respected university or seminary and say, how far can you take an analogy when the Bible uses one? When the Bible uses this analogy of leaving mother and father and becoming one flesh, how far do we take that analogy as it points to Christ in the church? And you just, you leave, you place all of this content in one section so that everyone can see the different perspectives because it raises so many issues. These are hermeneutical issues. Yeah, 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 exactly. Someone said, uh, this is basically also is known, don't cancel us 
like y'all did him. Like, hey, hey, guys, 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 we got rid of him. We got rid of him. Just don't cancel us. Don't cancel us. We, we don't get rid of us. And I, I just, I'm not a fan of that. No, no, even if you decide, man, I don't know how this got p- past our review process, but this is a train wreck. Leave the train wreck because everyone can learn from the train wreck. Uh, it says responses to the apology and actions towards Butler range from gratitude to further criticism. <laughs> Uh, someone said, uh, Dr. Beth Allison said, I'm glad they listened. I hope they keep listening. So, I mean, you're glad they listened by deleting everything. I don't understand what, like, what does that help? How far here's like, none of this helps anything because if you go look at the gospel coalition website, they just moved on. Well, we didn't get questions answered, right? How far do you take the analogy in Ephesians 5? How far do you take that? How do we understand the sexual union and the fact that Paul seems to use the sexual union in some way to point to Christ and the church? How do we understand that? And how do we understand that in light of people who have been sexually abused? Is it the people who've been sexually abused have, because of what happened to them, their view of sexuality is damaged? And so we have to help them through that trauma? Or is it that they have been abused, they do have trauma, but we should not take this analogy to that, that, that level because it's just wrong to do so? They go on, author and podcaster, uh, Sheila... Gregory suggested TGC had missed the mark and its apology. I'm glad they apologized and asked for forgiveness, she said. However, to ensure that this doesn't happen again, we need to figure out why such an offensive and harmful work could be published in the first place. Is it simply because, as they state, the review system wasn't or weren't adequate? But I, I, and I do agree that you need to ask what was the review process, but why would you want it deleted? If it's harmful, you want it there so that everyone can discuss it because all you've done now is generated curiosity about the book. All you did was by deleting it, now everyone's going to have to go buy the book to know what in the world was actually being said. Or if Joshua Butler wants to capitalize on the controversy, all he just needs to do now is do a five-part sermon series on his views and people will flock to it to hear his position. And so if you, if you it, look, either, either you delete everything and the conversations in a sense happen in the dark, or you keep everything right there so that all the debate and controversy can happen in the light. Uh, someone else uh, expressed that TGC had let Butler double down, uh, had let Butler down. TGC didn't uh, didn't cow to a mob. They threw Butler under the bus so far, avoiding detailing, uh, dealing with the fact that multiple people on their editorial and marketing team saw absolutely nothing wrong with the article because that's that's how they also understand sex and gender roles. That's a good point. Like they they had to know what was there, and once the controversy started, they could have said, "Oh man, we made a mistake," but they they tried to protect him, and then ultimately. They were like, oh, we got, he's the sacrificial lamb. But clearly someone there had to agree with what was being published, at least at some point in the controversy. 
Someone else said, I feel bad for Josh Butler. He was failed by his publisher and TGC. And in academic publishing, our books are pre-reviewed by scholars to look for problems. Had Butler's books been sent to theologians at Westminster, RTS, Wheaton, Taylor, etc., they would have caught any errors and fixed it. Well, maybe. Maybe. Maybe they would have caught it. But again, I just don't, I don't know. If you got a view, can't you, I, can't, I mean, do you want the things, be, I, I just, I just don't understand. I just don't understand this. I don't understand this. All right. Um, and then they have the original article. Yeah. So the name of the book, just so that we know, is Beautiful Union by Josh Butler. So I'm just going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make sure it's, is it available on Amazon. I'm going to, I'm going to ask if you go. And again, I would tell you to go to the gospel coalition website. That's the gospel coalition all run together. The gospel coalition.org. You can see that if you look on the page, it's all gone. You wouldn't even know there was controversy. It's just gone. It's just removed. So they get rid of it. And here we go. A beautiful union by Joshua Ryan Butler. It's available on Amazon for $12.99 for, your, uh, for our Kindle. And it says this, Beautiful Union, How God's Vision for Sex Points Us to the, to the Good and Unlocks the True and Sort of Explains Everything. It says, A powerful call for Christians to understand sex as a window into God's story of redemption and a validating guide to living with authentic love and a changing culture. From the influential pastor and author of The Skeletons and God's Closet. So the book is still there. The book is not going to go away. So all you did was you brought attention to the book. Then controversy erupted. So, and then immediately you're like, delete, 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 delete. No explanation, no discussion, no nothing. So you didn't bring light to the subject. You just brought cancel culture. And I hate cancel culture. I, I loathe cancel culture. I hate it. I hate it. Cancel culture creates a situation when someone makes a mistake that, uh, or someone has done something wrong. One, we just want to erase them, delete them, to never hear from them again. Instead of allowing that individual to become possibly a very instrumental person, not only in seeing their own redemption, their own restoration, their own coming back as a lesson for everyone else, but we we just we just we just basically just want to remove them from the face of the earth. And I think sometimes that, I think that's so detrimental and hurtful. We, we can't do that. Cancel culture does not allow for restoration or redemption or, or forgiveness. No, it just wants someone deleted. It just wants someone gone. And not only that, cancel culture removes the opportunity for things to be discussed in a meaningful way. I mean, just think about this. Here's, here's this article that comes from an excerpt from a book. It's controversial. It raises serious hermeneutical questions. It raises questions about biblical interpretation. It raises questions about biblical analogy. It raises questions about how a Christian should view sex. All of these serious, serious, serious issues. And what did we get? We got everything deleted. Cancel culture will not allow learning to take place. It doesn't allow 
any room for restoration, forgiveness, and redemption. It just removes the person, and it doesn't allow any room for actual learning and growing. I would wish the, the Gospel Coalition would have created one site, one section of their website going, we're going to place all of the content about this subject here, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep the original article. We're going to keep an excerpt to the book. We're going to, we're going to create a link so that you can order the book for yourself. And then here's what we're going to do. We're going to allow three other authors to come to publish their critique and condemnation of the original article. They will be listed right here. Then we're going to have a podcast where we do, we're going to do two podcasts. One, we're going to bring in Joshua. We're going to do three podcasts. We're going to bring in Joshua Butler and let him defend his position. Then we're going to bring in those who are opposed to Butler's uh, position for them to respond to Butler's justification. Then we're going to bring Butler to sit down with his critics and then have a discussion. You get three podcasts. By the time it was over, Everyone could listen and everyone could walk away better off. But now what do we get? We get nothing. Butler's going to be canceled. The Gospel Coalition acts like, how is that helpful within the world of Christianity? How? I, I I may disagree with what Butler had to say. I may think he's t- he took that that analogy and pr- and pressed it and pressed it and pressed it till it becomes very uncomfortable. Becomes very uncomfortable, as one critic put it. I'm going to quote this now. If you have kids, you may want to hit pause right now. Let's see if I have the uh, the original critic. The one critic said this. Um, Okay, one critic, and, and again, if you have children, you may want to hit pause. You may want to hit pause. You may want to, you might want to close everything down. I'm going to give you a minute. But one critic stated it this way, and I'm going to quote. So I've given you your warning. Here we go. The fact that the tomb was empty means that the greatest gift a man can give a woman in bed is for him to have an orgasm. Or did I misinterpret the article? That's how some people read it. Now, I don't know if that's fair criticism. I don't know if it's not fair criticism. I just know that what happened is Butler took this idea of the of the ch- the union between Christ and the church and it's related to marriage and then took this and be and used graphic language that would express and demonstrate that a, a man being satisfied and being satisfied inside the woman and and then somehow that that fits Christ and the church. That that's going to at least raise those questions. I think that's a fair criticism. Now, he, now Butler may come back and go, no, you completely misinterpreted my point, but we'll never know if Butler thinks that person misinterpreted the point. Or Butler may say, no, that's exactly right. And then we could be like, whoa, wait a minute. How do we understand what you're saying here? But we won't know because we had to silence everyone. Silence, silence, silence. It's all, I, I don't get Christianity's never-ending desire to cancel and silence everything. Someone can perform on the show like the Grammys. The Grammys for crying out loud. If you're a Christian watching the Grammys, why are you watching the Grammys? Don't you know what's going to happen? Oh, now even if we don't watch the Grammys, what do we want? We want them canceled. We want them fined. We want them boycotted because we don't like, well, you weren't even watching them or were you watching them? If you were watching them, why were you watching them? If you weren't watching them, then why do you care? 
it's Christians that just have this weird thing. Now, I understand when it comes to a theological issue. Yes, if your website has a theological perspective and someone violates that theological perspective, you may have to deal with it. But there's a right way. There's a way you can deal with it where you still are dealing with it, but you're doing so in a way that benefits everyone. That's all I'm saying. Like if you're so upset with what Butler did, then by all means express that frustration. This sounds like to me, the gospel coalition was like, oh man, we've ticked off the wrong people and this is going to hurt our bottom line. Butler's got to go. So there, there's the update. I, I don't know what else to say. I've tried to work through it all in the, in the chronological order. I know that's a lot of re- repetition and a lot of, but I had to kind of just walk through the order. It started on Wednesday, March the 1st. Here we are, when, uh, Tuesday, March the 7th. Am I correct? Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, March the 7th. And basically six days, basically in six days, the the everything went from an article being published to an article kind of being defended to an article being deleted the, and, and everything being deleted and the person being canceled. All in six days. And here's what we have. Does anybody still understand how far you can take the uh, analogy in Ephesians 5? For this reason, a man will leave his flesh and mother and uh, be joined to his wife and the two will become one flesh. This mystery is profound, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. How far do you take that illustration analogy? Does Does anybody have any idea? What are the hermeneutical ranges that one can take it? Do you know? Do you know exactly what Butler was trying to say? Are you even gonna bother to read Butler's book? Now, I, I, I encourage people to express their frustration to the Gospel Coalition because what I wanted the Gospel Coalition to do is to hear everyone's criticism and then work in that criticism in a way that would, be, would, would add to a brilliant conversation about the subject. But trust me, people are going to read Butler's book and this concept, since it's not really being dealt with, is going to show up in sermons and in other places. So hiding from it, ignoring it, deleting it doesn't make it go away. Look, if, if we've learned anything, you can, you, can, you can try to remove everyone you want from, say, a social media platform because they post this or post this. And you can delete, 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 delete. But they just are the ideas. You didn't delete the ideas. The ideas just moved to a different social media platform or a different place. And then they just all express their ideas there. Like, you can't get rid of an idea. I'm not saying you should tolerate an idea, but there's a better way of dealing sometimes with the ideas than simply trying to cancel them. I think it's more like exposing light to it. I would love to hear the back and forth with Butler on this subject. I hope Butler gets an opportunity to really thoroughly lay out what he was trying to say in a clear way. And and maybe Butler will realize, man, I didn't think this through and I kind of messed up here. And maybe Butler would go like, no, 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 no. Nobody understands what I was trying to say. And Butler does need to talk to women who've been sexually abused. He needs to hear how this makes them feel. But we, we, since I talked about it on the 3rd, I knew I needed to talk about it here on the 7th. Uh, there's other things I would rather do today, but I wanted to give everyone, that's why I'm, you can tell me what you think. 
And if you decide to read Butler's book, I would love to get your detailed review. You can email it to me. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Because I think, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think Butler's book, possibly the only one's going to benefit in all of this will be Butler and the cells on his, in his book. Because now you have to go to the book to get a, a better understanding of exactly what he was trying to say. I, 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 wish I, I wish I could say something rather profound here, but I can't. I don't have nothing profound to say. Other than Christians and, and Christians have their own version of cancel culture, and I'm grown tired of it. I've grown tired of it. I really have. We get mad if someone tries to cancel us, we lose our mind and scream persecution. It, it's the end of the world, but we want, we'll cancel anyone and everyone the second we don't like it. Second we don't like it. I, I know I've been kicked off Christian radio. I know. Instead of saying, hey, 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 we need you to come in on Monday in the studio and let's have a discussion about your perspective live on the air. Right? I mean, why, why wouldn't you just do that? Wouldn't that have made more sense? Hey, that we still may disagree with you, but we support your right in trying to give your perspective. But no, I was gone. Right in the middle of my program, I was gone. 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 And I wasn't violating any rules because no rules were given to me. So, all right. Email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Where are you at with the whole Butler thing? The sex won't save you, but it points to the one who will. Uh, original article that's now deleted about the book that Butler wrote. Are you going to buy the book? Are you going to read the book? What do you think about cancel culture within Christianity? What do you think about my idea that the Gospel Coalition create a section on their site and just do all the things I suggested? Have people write uh, critiques of the original, or post the original article, critiques of the original article. Have Butler respond to the critics in a podcast. Have podcast, have uh, in a podcast, uh, people respond to Butler's justification. Then have Butler come on to face his critics. And then they have a good lengthy discussion. And then you wrap it up and say, there you go. There's, now, we, they still may decide after, after all of this, we cannot in good conscience now p- uh, promote the book or the article. So, you know, we, we may, they still may, well, I, I don't, at that point, they may just say, we may not have any more dealings with Butler, but we're going to leave all of this content here because this will ca- capture what really happened and nobody can rewrite history. But there you go. All right. You can contact me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Everyone have a great day. God bless.